Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hey, listen, I, I thought I got a... <laughs> enough good shots in, uh, in the incident itself. It's uh, obviously, like I said, the two teams don't like each other. That's that's normal. You play a team in the playoffs, you're not going to like each other. That's kind of where we feel with Calgary. But at the end of the day, since the 80s, we're just going to line draw. It's two important points. If you look at the standings, how many teams are tied? Um, we need these two points. It's going to be a hard-fought game. It's going to be an intense game, but we have to really play in between the lines. I think both teams are going to, going to preach up. That is Zach Cassian of the Edmonton Oilers. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Battle of Alberta. It's going to be a kicker tomorrow night here at Rogers Place. Will it be heated or not? That's the question. I mean, if the Flames sit, uh, you know, start the game and they got Lucic and uh, Zach Ronaldo and Kachuk to start the game. We could be in for a little bit of fun, but I'd find that unlikely. Very uh, unlikely. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one and own and operated place to buy office technology and uh, software. And Hugh Porter will be in the house tomorrow night from Digitex. He's looking yeah. forward to it. Yes, absolutely. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline at 780 496 and keep texting us your favorite Battle of Alberta moments on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Floors strong enough for every mini sticks tournament at Ashley Fine Floors. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Spector and Stoffer for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. And we will tell you that guests on our show receive certificates to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Edmonton South, downtown, north side, Sherwood Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. All right, so we're talking about the Battle of Alberta. We should mention, uh, based on the line rotations the last couple of days, last three days since uh, the players returned, um, Jujar Kara appears, and I don't think that's a surprise to you and me, that it looks like he's going to get back in the uh, lineup. Uh, yep. The order's top three lines will be McDavid with Neil and Cassian, Drysaddle with RNH and Yamamoto. Sheehan with Nygaard and Archibald. Is there a chance Sam Gagne, instead of Gaetan Haas, plays down the middle of Juju Arcaire and Alex Jason? Uh, could be. Um, certainly by practice today. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, both guys bring a little bit of different elements to the table. Haas is quicker. Haas a little quicker, for sure. Uh, Sam's got a little more scoring prowess, and he's yep. also got a little more grit and a little more North American in him. Uh, uh, maybe that's what you want. I mean, he's... <laughs> Not that he's looking to get in a fight, but oh, no, he, no, he's no. never backed down from a fight in the league. I mean, he's fought out of his weight class a couple times. He I can re- play. A, Remember uh, when he fought Kessler in his rookie year in the NHL back in 07-08? Yes, barely, and, but yes. And Dustin Penner screaming at Kessler, if you heard him, I'm going to... Yeah, that was a typical of yeah. Kessler back then to pick a skilled rookie for his big fight. I think I think Gagne kind of picked Kessler. <laughs> Actually, uh, maybe. Anyhow, 
Uh, and then on defense, uh, Neil, or sorry, Nurson, Bear, Clefbaum, and Larson, and then Russell with. Is it going to be Benny well, or is it going to be Jones? I th- I thought uh, no one has. I've not heard Dave Tippett. I uh, missed him today, but um, I've not heard him say Benning. But just the way he announced that Benning was ready to play, he's ready to go. He's at his games in Bakersfield. He's ready to play. I I would put my twenty bucks down on Benning playing tomorrow night with Russell. All right. Uh, we shall see how much. Uh, Kara's the guy here that has to. You know, he's got he's got three games in four nights, two against Calgary. He's going to be rough and tumble, and then a big hard to play against. Physical time to show St. up. Louis team. These three games are going to tell us a lot about Jujar. Yeah, Jujar's time in this town and his role on this team, and and more more acutely. Uh, his ability to win this coach over because this coach just sat him down for a few important games uh, and he wasn't part of them. So he's got to get this coach onside or he's going to be, I would predict to you, by next season getting another coach onside in another town. And it ain't going to be because the orders are making a coaching change. It's going to no. be, he's going to get the, another yes. organization's going to be the Time's up. Let's go. Like, I, Mark, it, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I 100% totally agree with you. Uh, I think there's something there with Jujar, but he's got to bring it on a more consistent basis. Yeah. And we got lots of texters right now in our Ashley Five Floors text line saying, no, he's not done it. He has not proven it. You're wrong. There's not something there if the player. Okay. And I think there can be something there if the player, but he's got to play with greater urgency and uh, uh, with a a little bit more of a physical force. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple tough questions here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Did the league make a mountain out of a molehill by sending George Peros here and by word getting out that the league spoke to both Ken Holland and the Oilers management team, by the way, is off at their NHL pro and amateur scouting meetings, and they're not in Edmonton. Uh, and and having the league talk to Ken Holland and Brad Treliving of the Calgary Flames, their GM. Well, Th- the league leaked the league leaked that news. So if they didn't want anybody to know, they wouldn't have told anybody. Okay, but they so did. They want it out there. And they've got per- they've, they're sending perils in now. He's yep. doing one generic availability, and then you guys for TV are probably getting it because you know what if you've spent $5 billion on something, you probably should get some juice once in a while. Yeah, but it, so he's in the press box. I guess that's, yeah. I don't know. Like, does, does that, are what's you, the are difference? You, he's uh, in the press uh, what, box. What I'm saying, <laughs> are, are you not kind of driving the interest even that much more when yeah. he flies in? I think you're right. I think it makes people go, ooh. Perils is here. Everyone's yeah. ready for something big to happen. The, certainly, my my station, Sportsnet, has shifted, taken this on as a national game. Instead of, a, you know, but is that not part of our, I mean, you know what? It can't all be, you know, uh, roses and sugar plums out there. Once in a while, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of animosity between a couple teams here and in a, in a competitive sport. Uh, sure. You know, is it, well, that game in Calgary was uh, on the Saturday night. Was, yes. It, it reverberated through certainly the Canadian hockey yes. community. Everyone yeah. coast to coast was like, whoa, you see what happened in Calgary last night? Yeah. So that's a, you know what, this is Sportsnet, you know, we're in the business of ratings, Bob, trying to make back that $5.2 billion. Right. Uh, they are absolutely dying for Edmonton and Calgary to rekindle, right? They would love a series between Edmonton and Calgary, but for one reason, Bob, it's money in Sportsnet's pocket just like and 630 Chad. Just like they're <laughs> begging for the Toronto Maple Leafs to make well, the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, and I think sure. they will. Uh, I saw some numbers yesterday. Suggest- you want all the Canadian teams in it for right. Sportsnet, and you want all the American big, you know, NBC wants Philly and Chicago and Boston and Washington in there, right? Yeah. Because those are the big markets, and it's hurting them that Detroit's not in. 
right. you know? And, so, uh, and that's can, the business. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So is there anything wrong with selling it? No, right? It was, you said it. It's the entertainment business. Yeah. We should sell it. Like, how many games happen in the course of a schedule where <laughs> it's the who gives a comp, yeah, the, right? Really, there's nothing to sell. Like, it's you come to the rink, you watch a night of good hockey. Minnesota's in town. You know, Columbus is in town. San Jose's in town. Like, I like hockey, and I'll come watch those games. But there's no... Other than the fact that it's two teams playing hockey, there's nothing more to it. There's no juice. Right. right? This has juice, and they should sell it. We have been privileged since the start of the 2015 season because we are watching a generational player. Yeah. And there's automatic juice now where, and, and, and I'm going to explain myself here. When the Oilers had a haul and Nugent Hopkins and everybody, nice players, good players, really yeah. good players, right? Exciting young players. But not the sort of players where other teams in the league are going, okay, i got to measure up against these this guy and get up the play. Yeah. The Edmonton Oilers got some quiet performances on the road from teams. Okay? Yeah. And first of all, those teams thought they could come in and physically push those smaller players around. Uh, but they also had veteran players that occasionally took nights off, which is how you end up with the Edmonton Oilers. I remember you wrote a piece about, oh, they blasted Chicago the last time they played. There's no way it's going to happen again. And then Sam Gagne got eight points in one night because the guys from Chicago again came in here, and they didn't play anywhere near the type of hockey no. they can because they didn't really care. There is a market right now in the league like that where teams go into and nobody gets up to play. Which one? Minnesota Wild. Okay. No one goes in there <laughs> sure, because they're kind of a nondescript team, and they do have some talent. So if you don't play them, they can beat you. Yeah. Because that's how – I'd say Arizona's a lot the same as that. I, I think they, I, a, now we know they're a good team, and if you don't play them right, they'll beat you. Yeah. You know, they're, they're – first. I mean, in Minnesota – I mean, Minnesota's a very provincial market, as you know. They do care about hockey, Minnesota. Oh, big time. But since the Oilers have gotten McDavid, it's been a game. They get better games from opposition teams. That's fine. And and it's about, you know, we're finally at a point here where the Oilers are giving back a good game and winning their share. Yeah. Right? They're they're starting to pick their home record up. Yeah. Which is nice. And they got a good team. Battle of, El- team. Battle of Alberta moments. Uh, we'll get to more of those. And uh, we'll also give you the James H. Brown injury uh, report when we return on Oilers now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. It's 118 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. We are going to get to the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, what accidents happen? Go to jameshbrown.com. I know Trent Brown uh, is totally stoked and pumped up about the potential of uh, the Battle of Alberta's as well. He played in a few of them as a football player back in the day. In fact, Trent, won, when they won the 93 Grey Cup, didn't they win the Grey Cup in McMahon Stadium in 93? Pretty sure that's where they ended up winning. Uh, sure, Bob. You're going to go with that? Yeah, I'm going with that. Am I ever wrong on these? Usually you're right. So okay, just... well, there we go. I'm glad you've come to terms with that. Let's go to Brendan Escott. What do you got on the injury front, Brendan? Uh, Rupe Hintz is questionable for Dallas's next game tomorrow night. You can consider him day-to-day with an upper body issue. Kings defenseman Drew Doughty and Derek Forbitt, both day-to-day undisclosed injuries there. Leafs forward Kasperi Kapanen left last night's game with an arm injury. His status right now is unknown. This text comes in from Andresito out of Nelson, B.C. Mark, are you going to go see Roger Waters in September? You mentioned before that you're a Pink Floyd fan. It's going to be a kicker. That's, that's <laughs> my, my, my messy. I always go see Roger Waters. Yeah. 
This text comes to us and says, Bob, I thought you would get better over the years. Still waiting. Laugh out loud. <laughs> it says it's from Mark. I don't know. I texted that in. Uh, it might be from Kathy, too. I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, regarding the best uh, Battle of Alberta moments, I can't stop thinking about Gretzky blowing a slapper by Mike Vernon to win the series in Calgary. Go Oilers. Well, I hate to inform you, Texter, but that did not win the series. That was in game two. In Calgary, 1988, the Oilers won the opening game, and then in Game 2, they won on a shorthanded goal from Wayne Gretzky coming down the left side as Curry chipped the puck up the boards. Mark Messier was in the penalty box. You know where you were that night? Were you at the game? No, I was watching the game in Edmonton on TV. I was in the dress room at Confederation Arena. Oh. With uh, the Kaiser Soze of Edmonton Money, who would later be one of the owners of the team during the days of EIG. Uh Believe it or not, I was the ringer on their team that year. Okay. And uh, there was nothing funnier than seeing really bad 40-plus-year-old bodies high-fiving each other half-naked. We were listening to Rod Phillips, Rod Phillips call, yeah. call the game, and he absolutely let her rip on the GWG and OT from the great one. Gretzky's uh, favorite goal that he ever scored. Really? Yes. That's what he said. He said, of all the goals I scored, because it wasn't like him. He didn't have a great shot, and he never got to come down the wing like Guy Lafleur and blow a slap shot home. So that's the one big goal he scored coming down that wing and letting that big slapper go. Uh, and he said, it's my favorite goal. Chris the Plumber says, Bob, do you think the Marcus Pedersen contract at just over $4 million is a good comparable for Ethan Bear? Chris, here's what I think is going to happen with Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear does not have arbitration rights, okay? So my guess here is he will get a very short-term deal, okay, for a year. Okay. And then when the Oilers have some money come off the books next year, that is where you may see a long-term deal done on Ethan Bear. So I guess what I'm saying to you is, you know, unfortunately the general manager has to use the system to his advantage. I know you reported last oh, yeah. week. Zach, two weeks ago on Zach Cassian. There's nothing new to report on that front. Not that we know um, of. Would you do 3.125 million times four years? For Zach Cassian? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think the closer you are to 3 million, uh, the the happier the orders will be. Yeah. I don't think they even want to. I think it'll come in below three and a half. Yeah, so do I. All right, so you can uh, keep texting us at 780-496-0063. <laughs> Grant says, hey, Mark, how old am I getting? Ten years ago, I had tickets for the world premiere of Roger Waters at the Air Canada Centre in Toronto. I got down there, had to come back. Here I am now. It's my own backyard. And now that I'm officially a senior, I don't have the desire to get there anymore from Grant. <laughs> well, there you go. Come on, Grant. Come on, Grant. Get, get it out. your wallet. Cut, cut check time. Uh, this text comes in, uh, regard because I have said, Mark, that I believe that Matthew Kachuk is going to square it up. With uh, Zach Gassian. Okay? Okay. Bob, I think you give Kachuk way too much credit for thinking that he would square up with Zach Wednesday. You see that as the right way to settle things, but he is not that guy. Here, and his little brother's that guy. Yeah. His, his little brother is going to be a force. Boy, he threw PK around pretty good last night. And 
And, you know, PK's got a big personality. Not everybody likes PK in hockey circles. Uh, uh, well, they had a long-running battle the whole game, and yeah. they settled it uh, the way you're supposed and to settle PK was on good. the receiving end of most of it. a little bit, yeah. Uh, sure. We have seen in times players like – like we saw – we sent a tweet out last year, Mark, or last week of Keith Kachuk spearing uh, – it was a spear, a stick, uh, uh, Brendan Shanahan in the face when Kachuk was with Winnipeg and Shani was with St. Louis. Okay. And Shani immediately wanted to fight him, and Kachuk wanted no part of it, and then later on in the game, Shani went after Kachuk and he turtled. But no, I, don't, I didn't see that. Okay. But Keith, Keith Kachuk also fight, fought over 50 times in the NHL. He had lots of fights, yeah. Uh, you know, Claude Lemieux sometimes didn't fight, sometimes did fight. And yeah. I, I just think that, it, put it this way, I believe that Matthew Kachuk will drop the gloves here tomorrow night. Maybe I'm completely out to lunch. Well, could be. He fought. Uh, he fought after the, uh, at the height of the Drew Doughty feud. Yes. Uh, who did he fight? Braden McNabb. Braden McNabb. That's right. The defenseman that went to um, Vegas. And you know, Braden McNabb's a big, strong, tough kid. Yep. So not a great fighter, but a, not as like Cassian would be seen as a superior fighter. I mean, like Claude Lemieux got worked over once by Darren McCarty, and then the second time he fought him. Did okay. He, he did okay. Like you know, like There's a he he kind of turtled the first time, and then the second time he fought him, he did all right. You know. There you go. So hey, let's see what happens. Man. I mean, Adam Foote and Keith Kachuk went at it in the World uh, Cup the one year. <laughs> yes, they did. So you know, like it's don't don't read too much into it. Like you never know with guys, right? Well, we'll just see where the emotions at. Like this is this, you know, sometimes. Uh, you know, does one team get way in front, Bob? In the old days, that meant there's going to be fights for sure, right? If it was a 4-5-1 game, oh, look out. It's not like that anymore. Uh, where's the emotion going to be tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night? What's Calgary doing tonight? You know, they get St. Louis at home tonight. Yeah, right? how much energy do how they, much energy they expend in that? Does team? anybody key get knocked out of the there game? There you go. Like, Lots of things can happen. Right? Like, Ronaldo's not in tonight, and he ain't that Ronaldo. In fact, he ain't either, t- you know, like, it's Zach Ronaldo here. We're not talking about Cristiano. Yeah. No, it's Zach Ronaldo's a bit player in this whole thing. So if you were the Oilers, would you even take a fight with him? He plays five well, minutes a game. That's the point. Like, if the Oilers have a depth guy that wants to fight him, fine, fight him. That's fine. I don't think you want a top 4D man or a right. you know, like I, Cassian fighting him because he's playing on your top line. I'm I mean, does Cass, like, you know, and Eric Francis suggested that, you know, eh, Zach Cassian should have to fight Milan Lucic. I'm not into this. I should have to, and I shouldn't have to. Routine, man. I don't. Well, I'm saying I, I, I'm, like, I'm saying it would not surprise me if Kachuk took the fight. Sure. That's different than saying he yeah. should fight this guy. You know, it just. I just feel like if you start stuff, then you should finish stuff. And so you would me- feel like. Well, that makes for boring. Of, if that makes for boring radio because we both feel the same right. way on and this. If you don't want to be in the middle of stuff, then stay out of stuff. But right. Don't jump in, start it all up, and then start claiming some moral high ground that, well, that player is too big, or that guy that I hit's not as good as me, or well, I don't buy any of that and stuff. Just, just if you're getting into it, then get into it. Let's go. A little reminder for everybody. One more thing just to think about as uh, Spec wraps up the final minute. Mm-hmm. The first time the Oilers played the Flames last year, we had a beauty of a game. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Calgary fans say he slew-footed. Uh, Kachuk. Other order sends to say no. He knocked him on his ass. Yeah. But it started the whole thing. And then Kachuk, after Michael Backlund and Connor McDavid got tied up, Kachuk came in, third man in, and tried to face wash McDavid. And then yeah. at the end of the game, the end of the game, scrum around the net. Kachuk again came in and gave a poke at McDavid. And Milan Lucic got Kachuk down on the ice, tied up in between two other players, and tried to choke him. 
tried to get his Adam's apple. Mm -hmm. And then Milan skated by the Calgary bench and said, not sure who's getting it next game. And guess what happened in Edmonton next game? That was the first turtle game, wasn't it? Nothing happened the <laughs> next nothing game. Happened? Okay. Is there a possibility? Nothing oh, yeah. happened. There is a possibility. Oh, yeah. For sure. Listen, I like the fact that there's two games because the history of the Battle of Alberta has told us that just when you expect it, nothing happens, and then when you don't expect it, something happens. They don't generally, if this battle is going to get to where it used to be, where we want it to be with lots of emotion and hatred and all that stuff, they don't go two games, Bob, without something happening. And we got two games in four days, so let's get after it. Mark, I look forward to tomorrow night's game and Saturday night's game. And guess what you're doing Saturday afternoon in Calgary? Uh, are, you, are you going to that game? Yep. You're buying me lunch. Oh, we're having lunch, are we? <laughs> all right, uh, keep your headset on. That is Mark Spector again. For all the hardworking folks in the horse racing industry, Speck, uh, we, we're big fans of theirs, aren't they? Oh, for sure, Bobby. There's, we wouldn't be here without them. That's right. Mark uh, Spector's appearance is brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women involved in the horse racing industry. We got a ton of texts coming. A couple more clips from Zach Cassian after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.